Razas. It is spooky season here with Los Rincones. I'm Jessica Rivera coming from YouTube from Dallas, Texas. And here today I have with me my amazing co-host. I have Ana Sofia from La Ciudad de México. ¿Qué tal, amiga? <laughs> Hola, ¿cómo estás, Jessica? También tenemos Gilberto Obrigón from Monterrey. ¿Cómo estás? Bien, bien. Just chilling. How you guys doing? Y también tenemos Gabriel Adame from Houston, Texas. What's up? Hola, hola. ¿Qué tal? ¿Cómo estamos? So I am so excited today because we are still on our spooky season. So we're going to talk about scary stories that our parents used to tell us when we were growing up. And no, it's not anything to do with La Chancla, but we are going to talk today about La Llorona, El Cucuy, El Chupacabras y La Ciguanaba. So, aquí con los rincones, nosotros somos poquito mediosos, pero it would be kind of interesting to hear about these stories and see what they meant to us growing up. I know growing up, I grew up around a lot of Mexicans, and I feel like I was American in eyes, so I just really didn't know what really happened, or like, I don't know the backstory of these stories, and I thought it was interesting today, but I'm like, hey, let's talk about it. And I know I talked about recently uh, about La Ciguanaba, and I just wanted to let y'all know that is a Salvadorian um, legend that we talked about. I didn't really know about it whenever uh, growing up until recently, a couple years ago, whenever I went to El Salvador for La Semana de Agosto, where they everybody celebrated just like the whole city would talk about different legends and all that. And I would always hear about La Ciguanaba. And I recently asked my mom about that and she was like, I really don't know about it. Just go on Google and research it. And so I feel like maybe that's what we did about different stories like La Llorona, El Cucuy, um the other ones that we may or may not know. So I'm just going to start off with La Ciguanaba. So La Ciguanaba was a mythical story. So it's basically this woman, she was, um, she was like a goddess. And so she had an affair with... Um, with her husband or with the, the son of a god. So she became pregnant and so she was a really bad mother. And because of that, she left her son alone to meet with her lover. And I thought that was very interesting because I'm like, um, you really don't hear about that much. So, el, Women the, ain't shit. <laughs> ah, bro, don't, don't play with me. So, el tal which found out what was happening, he cursed her and then... So, so that's where the name Siwanaba came from. So it really means the ugly woman. And so she would be beautiful at first sight. But whenever men would approach her, she would turn and she would become this horrible creature. She'll look very scary. And I was like, damn, bro, that's kind of, you know, like messed up. Because like he really cursed her. Like, oh, these men come over like, oh, man, she's beautiful. And then you just see like, oh, my gosh, she just scares you like first sight, you know? So, mainly, this lady, she would just come to, like, she would haunt these people at the lake in El Salvador. And she would just, like, create, like, their attention. She was just like, hey, like, you see her, and people be like, oh, like, I'm interested. And they go up to her and realize she's crazy. Like, she looks, like, super scary. And so she would attract unfaithful men. And you would just like, what? <laughs> So, también, el mismo cosa, like, men ain't shit, too. Like, <laughs> Couldn't be like, me, I'm faithful. You faithful, okay. <laughs> I guess you won't be get a visit from La Simonaba. So, 
she would just attract these people. And so since she had this affair with it, tal loc, and so he had the the blessing, I guess you would say, like Latinos say, like, oh, Latinos never age. Well, he never really aged. He had that gift where he would forever be a child. He would have that childlike features. So whenever she would, his name was actually El Cipetio. So he had the eternal youth by the god of Taloc. I feel like I'm not pronouncing his name right. If I'm not, let me know. If Let me know in the comments if I'm saying his name wrong. But yeah, she would just go and haunt these people. To She would just attract these people by her first look like that. I guess like the love at first sight. And then they'll see that she is crazy. She is like scary looking. So in the, some of these traditions, they mentioned that the men would go crazy for her appearances and then they will just fall in love with her and they would just go a face. They will go pale and like just die just looking at her because her skin was just like it would become wrinkled and greenish and her nails grew and it was just the worst thing ever. And to me, I grew up. In Texas, I never really heard about Salvadorian legends. And to me, it was interesting whenever I went to El Salvador two years ago. And I was like, yo, this is crazy. <laughs> and I wonder, do any of you guys experience this? Because I'm like, I never really did the research. My mom was like, Jessica, no sé. Just go on YouTube. Like, go on YouTube. Go on Google. Look it up because I really don't know. Like, she came to the United States when she was probably... 12 13 so she didn't really get to like oh aquí in el salvador we learned about this but maybe y'all's parents came to the the united states a little later on in life and maybe they passed on those generations and talked to you about stories like that so i was wondering uh gabriel is there any legends or any stories that your parents told you growing up um, well, I do remember growing up and listening a little bit about La Llorona, and I was actually, I went through a little phase where I was really obsessed with, uh, uh El Chupacabras. Mm -hmm. I was, I was literally like six or seven, <laughs> I remember being at school, uh, and going on the computers and watching Animal Planet or something like that, and they had, like, videos on La Chupacabra, and <laughs> um, but, um, <laughs> I just remember, um, for La Llorona, I did watch um, the movie that came out last year. Did y'all watch it? No, I, I saw I the preview. That's it. Yeah. Well, I watched it. I went with a friend. I wasn't expecting the most because I did see the, the the trailer and I was like, mm, it's a little whitewash, which it was. But it wasn't the worst movie. I mean, um, it didn't really talk about I was kind of talked about her origins. Uh, honestly, I find everything scary, so yeah, it was scary. Oh too. my god. <laughs> <clears throat> but yeah, um, I had watched that, and uh, they talked a little bit, like just a little tiny bit about her origins in Mexico, and they showed the scene where like her kids drown in the water, and she's like crying, and she's like, me, but um, <laughs> yeah, that's pretty much it. I didn't really. I didn't really get to listen to a lot of other ones um, besides El Cucuy, too. Like, uh, they would just scare us and be like, yeah. oh, ten cuidado porque te va a agarrar el cucuy. 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, that's the one I grew up with. I grew up with. Uh, I feel like as a Mexican kid, you have to know like there's the main two, which is the La Llorona, and then it's um, El Cucuy. But um, the main one I grew up on was El Cucuy. I remember my uncle had a ranch, and then me and my cousins would stay. We would go over for the weekend or something. And of course, the ranch is in the middle of nowhere. And uh, we'll stay up, you know, do just having fun with my cousins. But every night they would tell us, like, hey, watch out, because at three, I, I don't know if it was three or two, at three or two, if y'all not asleep by then, and then so we would make sure we would have like all the fun from whatever time until I, I can't remember, I think it was three. So from like whatever time we would start just doing our thing until like two thirty, everybody try to go to sleep because the the cuckoo is gonna get you. And I mean, yeah, I pretty much grew up on that and I've made it a life mission to scare my kids like that in the future. They will for sure be scared of El Cucuy. I think I used to scare my my little cousin with it and I just think it's something that it's going to be passed on, and I for sure will do it with my kids, too. <laughs> yeah, I like the fact that you said, like, you're going to pass it on to generations after you. So do you think now that we're talking about it, you're going to do more research and let them know, hey, where did they originate it from and, like, what the story really is? Or are you just going to tell them it's like a mythical creature, like you should be scared about it kind of thing? I think, like, I... I will want them to do their own research, but at the same time, I want them to, like, wonder kind of how, like, you said, a mythical creature, like, kind of, because I think that's what's special about it. Like, you mm-hmm. don't know, like, especially as a kid, you know, your imagination is so, like, so out there. So it's like, as a kid, you don't know who El Cucu is. You don't know, like, you believe everything your parents or grown-ups say. So it's like, I think I want to just let them find out on their own or let them, you know, if they are smarter than me, I probably should have done my research back then, but let them do their own research and find out about them. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, I don't think I would tell them, like, hey, this is where this happened. I will, if anything, I think I'll probably lie to them a little bit, like, yeah, I've seen them when I was bad of your age, you know, kind of, because sometimes mm-hmm. you're going to want them to go to sleep. So <laughs> that's when you pull out the mm-hmm. kukui car. I would remember my older brother didn't like me playing outside that much late at night because all the neighborhood kids love to play late at night we would do like just fun games like hide and go seek and whatnot and I would get to the point like I would get super tired my brother's like no you need to come home so he'd be like Jessica si no entras a la casa va te vas a ir el cucuy just like that rapidito llegué a la casa <laughs> but I don't know about you guys. Like, was that something like your parents would just say just to scare you to do the right thing to do? Yeah, definitely. Like, I think, well, for me, I don't know if it's a variation from El Cucuy, mm-hmm. but it, we, here in Mexico City, it's called it's called El Coco. <laughs> so, yeah, like my grandparents would tell me, like, you should you should sleep now. You should go to sleep now. Because otherwise, El Coco is going to come. And there's this there's this song for kids, which is actually scary. Like, if it was like, ¿cómo se dice? Canciones para dormir, como Twinkle, Twinkle, Little Star. <laughs> How do you call those? Lullabies. Um, 
Huh? Lullabies? Yeah, it, it was like a lullaby, but it was about El Coco. Oh, I remember and it. it. Was like... I, I think I, yeah, La Ruruni, something like that, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. It was like, duermete niña, duermete ya. <laughs> So, so we would be like super scared. Like if you don't fall asleep right away, El Coco is going to come and he's going to eat you. But we like, I like there was not backstory or they would not tell us the backstory. Like, I, I don't know who he is or I don't know how he looks like. I just know he's going to come and he's going to eat me. So I have to go to sleep right now. You know? Wow. But I think... <laughs> But, uh, hey. yeah, I think uh, those stories are made, like, they made them up just for kids to obey or to, yeah, to do whatever they want us to do. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so, but I don't know if that, I mean, <laughs> sorry. No, I was going to say, I don't, I, I'm not sure that if, if it really works, because I would, I would not go to sleep. I would actually be, like, super scared, <laughs> thinking, like, he's going to come, he's going to actually come and eat me. So it wouldn't make me go to sleep. It would make me just scared. Mm -hmm. So I feel like back in the 90s, our parents would scare us straight to like discipline us. They would either use la chancla or they would use these mythical creatures in Cucuy, la Llorona or la Siwanaba to scare us straight to behave. And then now this generation growing that are, I guess, being raised they are more overprotective. These parents are like, they're more reasonable with their kids. They'll tell them, pues en cucuy, this and that. And they'll explain it more. And that's why these kids are being mm -hmm. more straight, like more smart about it. They're like, pues I don't get it. El cucuy, what, what is that? And the, they ask, question it more. Do you feel like this generation growing up that are coming after us, they're going to be like, not as scared as these mythical creatures that we are now? No, I don't think they are because they're, they're little kids. Well, I feel like the smart ones will always be like questioning stuff, but the little ones, like I see my sister with her son and she'll be like, oh, el cucuita va a ganar. Like, be careful, he's gonna get you. And then mm -hmm. so like that still scares them, you know? Mm -hmm. What about y'all? What do y'all think? Yeah, maybe at a very like um, early age, you can still manipulate them. <laughs> The right, like, like I think, <laughs> like, new, genera new generations are less naive than we were. Like, with technology and everything, like, they can find, they can find out it's not even real just by going to, like, yeah, on, on the internet with their iPads. So, mm, I don't think it will, it will, uh, it will work um, as long as it worked with us. Like, um, I don't know if I, if you understand what I said. <laughs> yeah, I get you. Another question I would totally ask. Um, Gabriel, you mentioned like La Llorona. You felt like that movie was whitewashed. Do you think it was true to our, like our, the story that we grew up listening to? Uh, somewhat it was kind of true, but I think they they did it to tie it in into the um, the Conjuring universe because they, they had the some characters and they even mentioned Annabelle and stuff like that. So that's why I think they, they tried to kind of mention our culture into it, but it was more, 
I feel like they did it more to where like other cultures could see it, like kind of try to relate to it too. Mm-hmm. So yes and no, it was a very, it was an interesting movie. So. Okay, so I'm gonna give a little bit information about La Llorona. Um, feel free to jump in whenever you want because this um this story did originate in Mexico and I don't have much experience and like I really don't know. It's just like what I listened to and what I did a little bit of research on. So La Llorona, she is known for her wailing at night. So she searches for her missing children. The story has many different variations. So maybe in the movie that Gabriel talked about, it talks about it. So the the story generally goes that a woman named Maria drowns her children in a fit of madness as she discovers her husband has left her for another person. Soon after that, she is discovered dead, and then her ghost begins to haunt the river where she drowned her children. That's the story I grew up listening to. So, I don't know, did you guys listen to that that story? The one that I listened to, or the one that I, I had seen, I think in the movie, it was a while back ago, so I don't really remember it that much, but mm-hmm. I think they had accidentally drowned in the river, and she mm-hmm. was trying to get her kids back, so she would drown other kids trying to get her kids back. <laughs> Like a like this that's not funny, switch. Yeah, that's what I heard too. I heard that her kids drowned by accident, and she would like cry, and she would hit you with that "I miss hijos" and all of that. <laughs> and yeah, back then that shit used to scare me. Really? So the, like I, the... what what's up? No, no yeah, I was like... gonna say the. Oh, sorry. Go for it, Anna Sofia. <laughs> <laughs> no, the the story that I grew up with was yeah, like she, um she killed she actually killed them and she drowned them mm-hmm. uh in the river. But it was because I think the story I knew was that her husband went to war, like yeah, he was a mili mili military? No como se dice militar. Mm-hmm. Yeah, military. Okay, yeah, he was a military. Yeah, and he went to war. And then they told her that he died. So she was, like, super depressed. And she killed... She killed her her kids. And then she killed herself. But her spirit is still, like, on the street. On the streets um, saying, Ay, mis hijos. So she was just like, take the whole family? Yeah, it, yeah. it was crazy. Women That's are crazy, crazy, man. I'm telling y'all. <laughs> <laughs> that is crazy. I haven't heard that version. I just remember hearing the like that she drove into the lake and she purposely drowned herself and the kids. And then she would, her spirit was still alive and she would still scream for her kids. Like She would go running like on the side of the road asking for these people. Like, hey, help me find my children. I think they drowned, something like that. And to me, I, it was so crazy because I'm, like, super scared of everything, like the rest of us. And so I was just like, oh, my God, I got so scared just hearing about this because, especially during camp. And so I was just like, oh, my God. I don't know about you guys. Oh, my God. I don't know why this just popped up in my head, but did you ever hear the story about... uh? La, La Lechuza or something like that? No. Did y'all ever hear that one? I've, I think I've heard of her, that name or that, but I, I don't remember. 
So it's basically, uh, sorry if I interrupted what no, you were saying. No, go for it, because I really don't know that story. Basically, this one is about this lady, and she turns into an owl, una lechuza, and, like, she'll fly around at night, and, like, whenever you see an owl at night, it's a lechuza, and you got to be, like, careful, because she might, you know, eat you up or something, you know? <laughs> no. Y'all never heard about that one? Nope. <laughs> I, I've heard about La Lechuza, yeah. I, I kind of know what you're talking about, but yeah. I don't. <laughs> yeah, were y'all ever scared? I don't know if y'all are y'all are Catholic, right? I am. I was scared of, I was scared of los matachines. I don't know if y'all know what that is. No. Um. Yeah, I don't know what the. It was like, like I don't know why I was scared of this. They're like these people that like dance to the Virgen de Guadalupe, but one of them will always wear like a mask. I don't know why this was like a thing. And like they'll do like a parade in the streets. And uh the dude with the mask, the matachin with the mask will always chase around kids for some reason. Like I don't know and I was always that kid like literally running around the block being chased by this matachin. And yeah, and those were like dancers to the Virgen de Guadalupe, I think it was. But it was like that, <laughs> I guess, I don't know if that just happened where I'm from or what, but that one matachin had like a scary mask on and would just chase kids. That's what I was scared of. <laughs> <laughs> no, I've never heard of that story before in my life. No. No son mexicanos. Pues no soy. Soy Salvador. Born and raised in Texas, bro. Were y'all ever scared of Bigfoot? Yeah. Like, I, like I feel like the... Some of the American, like, scary or the the American monsters or whatever, like, like for me, Bigfoot isn't as scary, you know? I'm more scared mm-hmm. of, like, the chancla than Bigfoot, for sure. <laughs> like, my, yeah. my, Michael Myers wasn't that scary to me. The, the one that was scary was uh, Chucky. Uh, I was always scared Chucky. of that. But I feel like the the American, like, monsters or whatever we, we want to call them, like, Personally, to me, like, there were never all that. Mm-hmm. I don't know about you guys. Were you ever, like, more scared of them or the Mexican and or Latino legends? I think, for me, it was more of, like, the ones that my parents would talk about. So the, the Hispanic and the Latino ones would be a little bit scarier. But, um, like, whenever I would watch movies about Chucky or, or things like that, I just... I would get more scared of that. So... I think both of them were equally as scary, um, but the American ones, since there were more films about them, I'd be a little bit more afraid of those since I could visually see it. I agree with you. I feel like in the Latino culture, we really didn't know about the the origin of these creatures, mythical creatures, or we didn't know about them. It was just that uncertainty, that unknown that we we were scared about. And we really didn't want to look into it because we're just naturally scared of it because we knew our parents were telling us this story. And we, we took their word. No, que si, si haces esto, que te va a seguir el cucuy, te va a seguir algo, la llorona, algo así. And so we just believe them, and we never did the research until we're older, like right now that we're doing. And mm-hmm. with the American culture, they're like, they don't care. They'll just let you know right then and there. They'll put it in a movie for you. They'll scare you straight. Like, you'll be seven years old, and you'll be scared of Chucky. You'll be scared of Bigfoot. And, like, Bloody Mary, I remember that. And I was just like, never stepped into the, uh, the restroom at three in the morning because of that story. 
But I think that some other movies that I would like growing up, I saw some other movies. Like, I don't know if y'all saw Harry and the Hendersons. And it was basically like a Bigfoot movie, but it was kind of cute, like a cuter version of it. So once I grew up, I kind of like stopped being scared of those things like that. Like, um, and then the Loch Ness Monster one, I, there was like a Loch Ness Monster movie that I saw growing up. I forgot what it was called, but it was kind of cute. So I never really was scared of things like that, like water creatures or stuff like that. No, I don't I have no clue what you're talking about. <laughs> I heard about that um, that creature you were just saying, the the water one, uh, Gabriel. The but, Loch Ness Monster? Yeah, yeah, but just like from Phineas and Ferb, but oh. <laughs> <laughs> other than that, never heard of it. It's funny how like we can talk about these scary stories from different points of views, like well, growing up over here in the United States or grow- having that background of our parents growing up in Mexico, growing up in El Salvador, growing up in different countries. And to me, I think it's just interesting that we have different points of views and we have different different variations of these stories. I'm sorry, I just saw the chat and... Hello, so- <laughs> Gabriel, what? <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, it's because you said, you know what's scary is this election. <laughs> <laughs> Um, why do y'all think these, so many of these stories have, like, women in them? Like, why are we so scared of women in, in, like, <laughs> in, in Latino culture? Because women are scary, dude. <laughs> women are crazy. Nah, I'm playing. I don't know. That's a good question. I, I've never really thought about that. I just... I feel like... Like, like, Llorona, you know? If I could draw her... If I could draw, I would draw her more with, like... The long, messy hair. Like, I don't know. I don't know why women. I don't know. Ask the women in the show. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, Jessica and Anna Sophia. <laughs> <laughs> My bad. Anna Sophia, you want to start? Hmm. I don't. It's because I don't know. I really don't know. Oh. I would agree. Like, I really don't know why these these legends start off with these women being the main character of these scary legends that we, we hear about. Because most of the time, like, La Llorona, she's, she's the mom. She's, like, the one, supposedly, to care for these kids. And then you hear that she drowns them. And to me, like, that's crazy. Like, you're, like, I'm, like, I think about it. Like, my mom would never do that. <laughs> and you would think, well, <laughs> like, your mom would never do that. So I'm just, like, hmm. Maybe it's just, like, to, you know, to throw us off. Like, keep us on our toes kind of situation. Or... Maybe it's just like, you know, that's where our yeah. Latina women are crazy kind of thing. <laughs> no, think... maybe it's just to... Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. <laughs> maybe it's just to scare husbands <laughs> not to cheat, <laughs> not to cheat on us. <laughs> maybe. Do y'all, th- I guess we can relate this back to being, like, some of us being raised in the United States. Do you think that these stories just, like, differentiate for us being in the United States than whenever our parents were in their, I guess, native país? Do you think those stories changed through generations? Yeah, I feel like they kind of did change, and I feel like the further we go, I think they'll change some more. Uh, but somehow still be related to the original ones um, from our native um, 
I guess, motherlands and things like that. Mm-hmm. But I also think, like, even here, like, in Mexico City, mm, the story I know from La Llorona is not the same story as my, I don't know, my friends uh, were told. Like, the variations are still, like, mm, like... Even here, we have a lot of variations from the same story, mm-hmm. because it's an urban. It's it's like a, it's an urban legend. Legend. It's like it's like a rumor, and maybe every parent adds or takes away details, because mm, I don't know for for because I don't know. Like I know my kids won't believe this, or they will be more scared of this other thing. So I will add some details that will make them um i don't know more scared and i think i think those variations come come from that that every every person who tells the story to their kids adds or takes away details mm-hmm. yeah i just feel like it depends on the person who is telling the story they want they know how to change it up to keep it, I guess, confined to a point where they know they can scare the person straight, but not to the point where, like, nosotros que estamos super scared, que no podemos dormir. But to the point they keep some truth of the story to pass on to generations to generations, which I think is pretty unique because nosotros podemos decir where it originated from, and then we can kind of, like, switch it to a point to, like, hey, you know... Let's let's change the story a little, little bit, but uh, we add a little spice to it, you know. Facts. <laughs> okay, so before we wrap this episode up, we can all agree, like Kiberto just said, that two thousand twenty has been kind of scary, and being in the known, we're just kind of like not sure what's gonna happen next. So with the U.S. elections coming up in a few weeks. We here at Los Rincones, we want to encourage you and your friends to go out and vote. With Election Day coming coming by soon, make sure that you check vote.org to see what the registration deadlines are for your state. Because in the state of Texas, the registration date has already passed. And we want to make sure if you're in a different state that you are informed. So it is best to double check with your state for any recent changes of the election rules. If you are able to go out and vote, please do. Let your voice be heard and let's be the generation of change. So today, you guys, we kind of talked about a little bit of stories about uh, La Llorona, El Cucuy, La Ciguanaba, and what those really meant to us. And I hope maybe you could relate. Maybe those were sc- stories that scared you when you were younger. Or maybe you're like, oh, I remember that, but I, now I kind of get it even more now that I'm grown. But anyways, I hope you enjoyed this episode. Make sure that you follow us on Spotify, on Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen on to your podcast. You can also follow us on Twitter at rincones underscore los. Instagram, los underscore rincones underscore podcast. Then you can also follow me, Jessica Rivera, on Instagram and Twitter at jriv underscore seven. And you guys, uh, Gabriel, do you want to give everybody your Instagram, your Twitter, your information yeah. so they can follow you? Yeah, y'all can follow me on Instagram at Gabriel Adamit TV and on Twitter, um, Adamit1130. 
Um, and yeah, go ahead and follow me. Ana Sofia, do you want to give us your social media information so everybody can follow you and know what's up? <laughs> sure. I'm on Instagram as anasofiapina.r and on YouTube as anasofiapina de los reyes. Go subscribe, please. Yes, so <laughs> go subscribe because she's posting videos. Super interesting. I love to watch them. También tenemos Gilberto. Gilberto, what are your social medias para que todas las um, single ladies can follow you? <laughs> single ladies, single moms, please follow. No, I'm just playing. Uh, my Instagram <laughs> and Twitter are heel underscore Obregon TV. And in Spanish, it's heel guión bajo Obregón TV. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, if you're single and you have kids, please follow them now. <laughs> I am trying to get you booed up for this spooky season, my friend. Okay. Tamir, let's give a special shout-out to Uli, our producer, who has made this happen. Uh, make sure you can follow him on our social media, on his social media, which was... Ya se me olvidó. I'm so sorry. Pero we, we tag him on all our posts. So make sure you can go it's follow him. underscore Uli. Or, how, well, ¿cómo lo dirían ustedes? I, I will spell it underscore u-l-i-y-u-l-i -I -I underscore make sure you follow our producer también so once again Uli, Uli. Uli, Uli. Uli, Uli. okay <laughs> so once again guys gracias por sintonizarnos a un nuevo episodio yo soy jessica rivera y nos vemos a la próxima semana aquí de nuestro rincón al tuyo gracias y adiós <laughs>